Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Welcome to the best of Crunch Time with the great Spud Carroll and Brett Finch. We spoke about, after an article by Andrew Webster in the Sydney Morning Herald, some of the unusual training tactics. Have a listen. Now, gentlemen, I was reading this morning, I think it was in the Sydney Morning Herald, I'll, I'll double-check that, but uh, uh, Brad Fittler, it was actually, Andrew Webster wrote the article, and it was about the fact that Tommy Turbo, um, and this was, Anthony Minicello used to do this. It was a reaction test. And a lot of drivers do yeah, that, where these yeah. lights come on, you've got to hit the reaction test. And apparently Tommy Turbo is twice as quick as anyone in the Blue Squad with this reaction test. And it made me think about, was there any sort of quirky training things you did back in the day that were different to, you know, what, what you'd expect? Uh, I mean, it started many years ago with the truck tyres. People used to tackle the truck tyres. <laughs> but was there any funky stuff you used to do back in the day for training? Oh. So it was the lights and Anthony Minicello, who was, it was his um, optometrist who suggested he do that. Anthony Minicello. Do you remember him doing that sort of thing, Finchie? He, he changed his whole training. He's always a hard trainer, me. Yeah. Always a hard trainer. But on the back of a few years, he had those back injuries. Um, his diet changed. He, you know, he, he met his now wife, Terry, so that, yeah. like his whole off-field, um, you know, cut back his drinking. His food was tremendous. He, he did different types of training. Um, so he changed his whole way about how he looked at his footy, which certainly... Um, Prolonged his career and got him back from, from serious, um, you know, spinal injuries yeah. he had midway through his career. Tim Sheens, uh, little, he was always an innovator, Tim mm. Sheens. In fact, I heard Maddie speaking about it yesterday with Andrew Johns, and they're talking about Craig Bellamy, who Cooper Johnson said that he will most certainly attack the young fellas in front of everyone, but say a Dale Finucane, mm. he would never do that. And Tim Sheens was the same. And Bellamy probably got that from Tim Sheens, given that Bellamy played under Tim Sheens, where he would hammer the young blokes but he would never hammer the older blokes. But if, if the older blokes did something wrong, he would hammer them heavily uh, in privacy. But he was a v- very much an innovator, Tim Sheens, where, you know, the beep test where you'd go to one end, beep, and go to the other end, beep, and away you go. Well, what he would do every level, he'd put a tackling bag at each end. And at the start of every level, you had to tackle a bag because that's how often you would mm. make a tackle in a game, so to speak. So things like that. So if you think of any quirky things that uh, players used to do, let us know on the text line, 0457 736 736. You're just repeating the COVID numbers. Uh, 29 new cases in New South Wales, 55,227 tests in the past 24 hours. So there you go. And um, it's... It doesn't seem like much, 29, but that, as we know in the past, that can quickly get out of hand, the 29 over the 55,000 cases uh, that we have seen in the COVID. So that is 0.0005%. Is it? Yeah. So <laughs> next to, close. Yeah, next to bugger all. Uh, there you go. Have your say on the open line too, by the way. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is the way to have your say. I think on that question you asked before, mate, I'm, I'm too much of a dinosaur to go back, think back. Uh, my first coach, I had Tim Machines. Uh, he saw me when I was 19, and then I had um, Ron Willie. Yeah. And then Len Stacker. 
But when I got the Manly with uh, Bozo, uh, he was he was ahead of the field. But I probably learnt more off out of um, Tom Radonikas in camp, actually, um, learning uh, how to play golf. But it was a drinking golf I'm, game. I'm golf. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you had to keep up, like you yeah. know, hole in ones and par threes, <laughs> and so it was it was a, a unbelievable experience. But uh, Tommy, uh, he had no special features of no. uh, tapping screens, just grab a beer and have a go. That's it. And um, uh, by the way, uh, text messages coming through. Boys, I need a tip today. My horse just got scratched. Yeah, send through. It is a Saturday. We're going to be having a punt. I tell you what, I could have had more of a bet today. I had a lot of multis, boys. Mm. Tamika Upton to score a try. Yeah. We're at the end of the game. Oh, sugar. so Dad had a couple of quiet ones at home and uh. we're all downstairs in the man cave watching the, the footy and I said, guys, I need Tamika Upton to score and Tamika Upton scores and I've did a bit of a dance yeah. in front of the kids. <laughs> I've gone upstairs and they're going, Dad, obstruction. I said, no way. I come back and look. I looked at it. Nah, it looked all clear to me. Went back and got the drink and a lot of my multis were Tamika yeah. Upton into this horse, oh. Tamika Upton into Teddy anytime try scorer, Tamika Upton, and she had it taken from her. I couldn't believe hey, it. Are you one of those? Are you bitter then, or you just nah. get on with it? Nah, let's get on with it. There's some people who feel they get filthy, don't yeah, they? Yeah, no, I don't get bitter. Nah. Don't get bitter, get better. That's <laughs> what you got to do. Uh, guys, do you really believe that the refereeing was good in last night's game? I thought the referee favoured the Toads all night long, and the last-minute decision to penalise New South Wales just topped off her performance. New South Wales was the best team in the night, but again, we were beaten by uneven refereeing. We've found the female version of Barry Gomisal, uh, Michael from Bomb Beach. Oh, Belinda Sharp caught that. Uh, I thought it was fair enough. I, I, you know what? I don't think it was Belinda's best game. Uh, it wasn't uh, the worst either, but anyway, uh, we she do. She hasn't got any facial hair, has she? <laughs> Barry Gomisal. No, yeah. um, no, 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 Belinda. No, no. Hey, Spudley, by the way, on um, training, et cetera, mm. you had the, the sheriff. Yes. What was he like to, to play under? Unbelievable. Yeah. The sheriff was, uh, he'd do a thousand sit-ups. He, um... He had no abs, but he just threw a thousand sit-ups. But he had some great uh, one-liners. He'd always yeah. he, he was a he was a great part of Bozo. Um, he he just chased things all the time. He was the best at swapping gear. So I remember we were on tour in uh, in '95, mm. um, and yeah, you, know, you get extra gear, Australian gear, yeah. right? And you might get three tracksuits, but you really need three. You might have no. one extra one. So he'd go around all the shops and swap for a pair of jeans, jacket, right? And the man is oh, in the actual department yeah. store oh, shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate, he was the king. <laughs> was he was the king. But so I thought I'm gonna have a crack at this. So I used to go and do the same thing. And the man of shops that I went to, which I thought he hadn't been to, he'd been to. Had he? Yeah, we've he already we've already got one, sir. He was the king. But yeah. you, know, yeah. you had that in that manly team. When you look at that, you know. And I talk about similar to the Roosters in yeah. the early 2000s. Roosters played four grand finals, won four out of five years, won one, so they're not mentioned. That Manly team, 95, 96, 97, he's lost about three games in three yeah. years. That was as good as any, but you aren't sort of – because you don't win two. But you look at the gang of people. You had Spud the leader, but then you had like the, the real serious ones like yeah. Desi, the super fit ones. Then you have Cliffy smoking oh, at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you had like just a bit of, you know, you had Beaver, the, the, the pin-up boy. You had yeah. a bit of everything in that. Terry Hill and, and Hoppo, you know, like such a, a range of eclectic it's, group of yeah. men, you know, all walks of life and, and it's all come together to make a hell of a team. Uh, it's a great read there, uh, Finchie. It's just I, went, I got there in 94 and... Yeah, I remember the, one of the first train sessions I walked in. I was 118 kilo. I had the mobility of an ocean liner. And Bozo goes, what have you been doing? He goes, oh, mate, I thought you want me big. He goes, mate, the game's changed. Get down to 108. Wow. I went, shit, I was just there. He goes, you're training with him. I went, Desi has. And all we did was chins, dips, push-ups. Yeah. No, wow. no heavy weights. Or, or, or body weight. Yeah. 
it was uh, Desi taught me so much about training. But remember one one particular time we had this uh, one one minute on on the roll machine, one minute off, and you had to get over three hundred meters every time. And the boys were doing three and fours, fives. And you know, Ian Roberts gets on there, he does eleven. Yeah. Wow. I'm going. I've got to impress you. And I, I did fifteen. I I fell off. It absolutely yeah. killed me. And he reckons was he was off. he was he was crook that day. Yep. Later in the year, I seemed to do twenty eight. Wow. So things you learn from people. Robo's taught me how to row. I'm yep. still rowing every day. Yep. But you, you talk about sides there. Um, well, most every, days you're rowing. Are you yeah, side? every every day. Yeah, wow. I made kilometres. But you talk about, you know, when you sign a contract. Uh, um, when the scene bows, Owen, and I, and I said, oh, who else you sign? He goes, Dave Gillespie. I said, where do I sign? He goes, do you want to know about money? I said, no, Bose, I just want to win a comp. Yeah, yeah. wow. Right? And the other day at, at – um, at uh, Bozo's uh, funeral, I, I ran into Cement and um, you know, gave him an embrace and, and he said, you know the reason why I came to Manly? Because I knew you were coming. Uh, About me. And I went, mate, I nearly fell over. Wow. Like Cement was one of those guys who, wow. He Where's, what's he doing with Cement now these days? I think he's on the wharfs, but mm. he looks fantastic. Yeah. Mate, he, he, he got... He had an operation regards, um, you know, losing weight. Yep. And he, mate, he looks, he looks fantastic. Does he? Old mixer. He's, he's, he's assistant coach of the Roosters, understand? <laughs> I used to call him mixer, cement mixer. But you look, you look at those those teams, uh, especially the Manly team. They, they were, you guys were super consistent and such a strong team to play yeah. against. And you mentioned the changing of the rules. So I remember at the Knights, the Knights had a super big pack too when they built the team in '88, and then around the, the time of the change from mm. the five metre rule to ten metre rule. The Knights took about 18 months to two years to catch up because they'd had all these big boppers. Yeah. But then the game changed to the 10 reader rule where we needed to downsize, yeah. you know what I mean? And it took them, took the Knights probably to about 95, 96 to, to come again. So it took them a few years to adjust. Yeah, if you look back at st- structure, uh, I reckon even some of the plays we used to play back then would still work in this game. Probably even yeah. go, they'd kill it in the game. But uh, yeah, if you look back at stats, I think it, I think it was a 95. We only lost 15 games. Uh, sorry, we, we won 15 games in a row. I know they were talking about Penrith. They won 12. Yeah. But, you know, talk about training. Bozo was the uh, he was ahead of the field. And the best thing about us, how we used to defend, and uh, I think Penrith got a great defense at the moment, but we had this ridiculous defense. We'd hold sides out for three sets. We'd get the ball and we score. Yeah. They'd be so frustrated. I mean, the games we used to play, we'd have eight versus eight in like a 30-minute area, and then Bozo would yell out cement off, yep. spud off, and there'd be like eight on three, and you have to work on the inside. So someone like Beaver, yep. Beaver would fly out the line. I said, Beaver, don't fly out the line. I'm not as fast as you, but just let me know you're in the inside because yep. in case they do step. But the thing about Beaver, and I love Beaver, was that he'd never – He'd only answer a question uh, when you asked him something. He'd yeah. never say, like, whereas when we were coming through, you had these young blokes telling you what to do. I'm thinking, mate, what have you done? But Beaver had the respect of blokes yeah. who were a bit older than him. Um, Beaver, he was a, he was an incredible, incredible player, and the only injury he ever got was a cork. Is that yeah. right? A cork. Well, Spud Finch, you know what? It's the motivation or, or incentive you can get for, like, so I'll tell you these three young blokes who coach one of my boys, they're actually playing now. They're playing out at Ingardine. Um, Joshy Bader, Dave Cody, and the Ox, right? They coach together, the three of them. It's brilliant. What they do is they do these coat hangers, right? Yep. And for every point that the boys concede is a coat hanger on Tuesday. So they've let in 26 points all year because the kids have just petrified of these bloody coat hangers. So now if they let a try in, they're just desperate to see the kick yeah. miss because that's another two coat hangers. Isn't that the famous, we're talking about Tommy Doncaster, yeah. when he was at Western, they were just awful there, late 90s. Like, they're getting 50, 60 put on them yeah. every week. And they had laps or something like that. He'll run for every try scored against them. And yeah. 
one of the players, the story goes, one of the, Tommy yelled out to tell him to have a go when he come back and he said, one of the players said, well, I'm saving myself for training. Yes. I'll tell you a funny story about Tommy. So Tommy was first grade, second grade, and third grade back in those days of the President's mm. Cup. They were all getting smashed. And like they're getting 60 on them, 50 yeah. of them, all of them. There's 200 points conceded between the three teams. So Tommy turns up, and they're all playing touch football out in the field. And he's blowing up. He said, get your asses in here. He said, you're all getting here early and you're playing touch football and it shows that's how you're tackling on the weekend. He said, you know what, boys, I'm in my mid-60s now. I'm going to, or, or in his 60s, whatever the case may be, he said, I'm going to show you blokes how to tackle. So he looked around the room, right? Tommy's, you know, in his 60s, got his glasses on. He looks around the room. He goes, he's smart. He's not going to pick one of the first graders. There's a podgy third grader there. He goes, oi, you. Doesn't even know who he is. Stand up. F and run at me, right? Yeah. And so the kid's torn because he's thinking, what do I do here? Do I run hard It's yep. a coach or do I sort of let him tackle me or what? And he said, and don't go easy. Run as hard as you can, right? I'm going to show you blokes how to tackle. So the podgy kid stands up and he goes, all right. So he gives it his all and he charges into Tommy Rodonicus and Tommy gets shoved back about 10 postcodes, right? <laughs> glasses are gone everywhere. Tommy sort of sorts himself out, straightens his glasses, comes back. He said, see, boys, I told you. That's how you run. <laughs> he spent 10 minutes trying to tell him how to tackle. And, and, and he said, what's your name, son? He goes, John. John who? He said, John Scandalis. He said, you're playing first grade this week. Oh, good. That was Johnny Scandalis' debut. I Going back to uh, 1990, um, yeah. I, went to, I went to South Sydney and George Piggins was the, uh, the coach down there. And we were doing a, a, set, a set of hit, an attack and he jumped out and I had a look. I dropped the ball. He goes, yeah, look, didn't you? I said, get out of my way. I was going to run over you. So he did the same thing. I ran over him. So I dropped him with a shoulder and he went, dick, 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 backwards. Anyway, and then Nolan the next next week goes, what are you doing to my husband? I gave him a black eye. And he said, mate, tell your husband to get out the way. But George Piggins was one of those guys just stand in front of you and, and take you on. Oh, George Piggins. Who we're talking about today is the uh, uncle of Braith and Astor. Yeah. Yeah. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say. Uh, Finchie's in the chair. Spud Carroll going to have a bit of fun after this as well. This is Crunch Time brought to you by Isuzu, the three liter Isuzu D-Max Born to Live and Red Rooster, try their new spicy wings. The Rooster's calling. Welcome back to the best of Crunch Time with the great Spud Carroll and Brett Finch. And it became a bit of a desathon, didn't it? Uh, it was story after story for poor old Desi. But anyway, have a listen. Brad Fittler is claiming that Brian Toto owes him 500 bucks. The Panthers player's been rocking a portable boombox around at training. Now, Freddie's son's asked him if he can get a jukebox like Bizza. Uh, Freddie sent Bizza a text message saying that he owes him 500 bucks. <laughs> Have you had anything like that where a teammate owes your money or have they led you down the garden path somehow? Yeah, all I have um, is the biggest uh, <laughs> tight ass in the world, and that being Des Hasler, the yeah. manly coach. And I'm, I'm going to give it to you, Des. Yeah. He's, is he really an He's renowned. Is he? Renowned. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go many, many years. Yeah. Okay. We're going probably 14, 15 years. Mm. And I found this old machine. One of our machines, when I was going through with the sheriff and Bozo, it was, this, it was called a, 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 a grinder. Yes. Not the other grinder. <laughs> Anyways, it was a sit-down sit effect. You're rolling your arms yeah. over like you're on a boat, getting the sails up. Yeah. Anyway, this thing was amazing. And I found it was the back of the, uh, the, the, um, the, the leagues club. And I took it. Yep. And he found out I had it. Right. He goes, I want it. I said, no one in the world does. He goes, I want it. I said, you're going to have to pay for it. I got it for nothing. Yeah, yeah, he goes, yeah. I'll give you a hundred bucks. I said, done. Next thing, Donnie Singe, the trainer, is out the front of my gym, takes my machine, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, where's my money? Month goes past, two, three, six sure. months. So did you All get right? it? 
No, I'm into him. I said, mate, where's my money? He's oh, spuds, spuds, mate. You know, times are tough. Times are tough. You'll get your money. Anyway, Malik, my wife, was working uh, on the front desk there. Yeah. And he, he came up and he said, I've got something for Spud. And he had a bag of coins with no. a big tie at the top. <laughs> and I went... She's come over. She's, uh, I've got you got the money off Desi. I went, you've got to crack. You're cracking jokes. <laughs> coins, right? Yeah. Anyway, so I Mark. said to the kids, come here, kids. We'll give us something, though, you know. So I've put my hand in this bag, and I've thrown them down. They weren't coins. They were drink tokens. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. $100 yeah. worth of drink tokens. So I run him up the next day. You're gone, Des. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean? So, mate, I'm at, I'm at the bank. He said, you're at the bank? I said, I'm at the bank. <laughs> he said, there's drink tokens. He goes, oh, Spud, I gave you the wrong bag. Oh, no. And to this day... I've never got my money off that bike. Is that right? Oh, he's only on about one point three million. Oh, he's, the best. Yeah. Finchie, he's the best. Is he uh, flying? Flying Des? Flying. But yeah. he, where he lives at Colloy, yeah. um, it was sometime last year, and I, I, I just I pulled up, knock on the door. Anyway, his mother-in-law's in there, in the house. He was away, so mm. I just go through the house, go to the fridge, no beer. He's got uh-huh. nothing. He can't take anything. Nah. And he's got the smallest TV. He's got the most money. Yeah, right. What's going on, Des? So tell me about Des. Um, what what would he be like as a coach? Is, is he a larrikin? Is he, he – explain him. I'll, I'll tell you a story I know about Des, mm. right? So he likes to be in control. Now, he he had taken over the reins, I think it was from Kevin Moore at Canterbury, and they had just built this new I, – I, I suppose you'd call it an excellent centre or whatever the case may be, and they had in the corner a giant uh, office, and that was for Kevin Moore, the coach, who obviously had been given the bullet. So when Des moved in, they started moving his stuff into that, that corner office, mm. the big ivory office. He said, no, no, I don't want it there. There was a little pokey office that was right in front of the entry door. He said, I want that, that office. They said, why? He said, because, oh, and turn the desk, he wanted to see people as they came into the, to the gym so he knew when everyone was coming. Is that the sort of thing Des would do? Uh, he's, he dot the eye across the T. He's a freak. He's he, like Some of the blow-ups, I just love when they go on the camera and they put him in the shed. Up there, and he's just blowing up and and, and hitting things. And he, I don't know how he doesn't lose. Uh, you know, his blood pressure is ridiculous. But yeah. I think one of the funniest days, and everyone still believes that he, he he had someone undo those screws that day when he threw the <laughs> the door. Yeah, yeah, it was outstanding. Yeah. It was just great theatre. But that's yeah, yeah. that's typical of Des. You know, he he pre plans everything like that. But he is um, another thing with Desi. I'll, I'll tell you. I've got to tell you that um, yeah, with regards to music, he plays a bit of guitar. Oh yeah. So I said, oh, can I borrow one of your guitars? He had like an uh, electric acoustic. I haven't got one. I didn't have one. Mm. So he goes, yeah, you can borrow mine. So I played it at home. And I, I took it back to drop it off. And, he, and he, where he lives, uh, it was going on dusk. And Josh was with me. He goes, oh, uh, can I come and go and say hello to Campbell? So he, Campbell's his young bloke. Yeah. And we go and see Campbell. And he goes, hey, Spud, how are you, Josh? And uh, he's, he's got his head dead set six inches off the ground doing homework, right? Yeah. And he looks at his dad. He goes, Dad, meaning Desi, can I turn the lights on? And Desi, dead set, looks at his watch and goes, not the big one, put the little one on. I went, no. you're gone, Des. What's the same no. He's a tight ass, well, mate. Yeah. The best I had, do you remember Mark McClendon? Part of yeah, camp, part of, yeah. We, we played it in New Zealand. Mm. And um, I don't know if we went out or it was before a game or after the game, and he had no money. So I said, he goes, mate, can you borrow 50 bucks off? He said, yeah, there you go. So give him 50, 50 bucks over there in New Zealand. Anyway, we've come back to um, come back to Canberra. I said, "I'm like, can I grab that fifty? I lent you." He goes, "Yeah, no worries. I'll be a sec." And I was like, "Where's he going?" He yeah. come back and give me like forty six dollars twenty five cents because that was the exact 
No. Because I gave him fifty dollars New Zealand and he come back to the exactly this guy. No. I said, That'll do me. Was he a tight ass McClendon? you know what he was a little I, I like he was a bit of a weirdo, he was a strange cat, yeah. but I love that. He was you know? a good player. He oh, he was a hell of mm. a player. And, and but I love that. Like he walked into his house. As you know if you go into the big um Novotel or Park Royal and behind the reception there's like Sydney, London, New York. Oh yes. All the, the like, clocks. Bangkok, Hong Kong, yeah, all the clocks in the different times. Yeah. He had that, but he had them as all the suburbs in Canberra, so it was all the same time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> in his house, you know, all the clocks in Belconnen, Woden, Tuggenong. Yeah. It's all the same time. <laughs> That's good. I it's, like that. Uh, well, what's he, do you know what he's doing these days? I'm not too sure. What, what Marty's doing with Marty McClendon? We called him after Marty McFly. Yeah. Because then, um, then him, him and Andrew McFadden burst onto the scene. And yeah. they, they were just, they were about at my age. Yeah, well, Fletcher's debut. Yeah. He's written a great Fletcher on the, on the drive. Uh, in 99, I'm pretty sure it was 99, maybe 98, when Fletch debuted number 17 for Australia in the Anzac Day Test, that last spot was tossed up between Mark McClendon or Fletch. Mm, is that right? So they didn't know whether to go for the utility back or put an extra forward, and Fletch got the nod. And is that right? This was history. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and he finished up quite early, didn't he? I think he went over and played for the Catlands or over there in the Super League. But He did. He went out, he, I think he's at the, maybe the London Broncos there for a while. He was a good uh, did player. Did some travelling, but man, he had I think quick. a year in '98 where it was a breakout year. Yeah, he just, he just blew them all like extremely quick, um, you know, and great just the speed and footwork to burn. He, he was a you know he had a couple of years there. Him and him and Andy McFadden were outstanding. Players like that, if you know where they are or what they're doing these days, old players who are turning up in your industry or your workplace, let us know. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Where's Mark McClendon? Let me know what he's doing uh, now. Oh, might as well give you another story about Desi. Yeah. Um, he was a disciplinarian, even as a coming through. He's poor young bloke, Campbell. Yeah. Um, before he had dinner. How many kids has he got? He's got two. Two. Um, geez, they're, they'd be the same age as my kids now. But when he was when they, when they were young, he used to torture them. Yeah. And for Campbell to come to have dinner. What yeah. do you mean they'd be the same age as your kids now? Were oh, they, Josh they now not used to be the same age as your kids? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, 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 Desi's kids are going up in twos. So. <laughs> no, they're, they're about the same. I, as I said, Josh, yeah. Josh and Campbell are about the same age. So anyway, so, but Desi used to torture him. So before he could sit down and have a dinner at home, he'd have to do six chin-ups. Chin-ups. <laughs> Poor kid. Yeah. So has he got the pigeon pair, has he? Has he got a, a daughter as well? Yeah, correct. Correct, yeah. I heard this tale around Des Hasler mm. and this, I suppose you'd almost call it a prank relating to the shoe. Is there, is there something behind all this? Oh, it's 100%. Um, the three in question, mm. um, Steve Beaver, Menzies, yeah. Hopper, yes. and Nick Kosef, which I've always called four knees because he's had four reconstructions. <laughs> yeah. He had knees like dental floss, yeah. unfortunately, but they stole... As I said, Desi was one of these guys. He doesn't change outfits much. So yeah. he had a pair of shoes. I'm pretty sure it was back in 985, 986, maybe State of Origin Australia. So they were brown, ugly shoes. Yeah. And he kept wearing these shoes. Anyway, he was a trainer at the moment, at, at the time at Manly. And the boys decided to take one of his shoes. So Bozo's probably coaching, is he? Yeah, he would have yeah. been, yeah, been there. And they decided to have a bit of a, a prank and take one of his shoes. <laughs> anyway, he, he blew up. He said, mate, if it's not at training the next day, you guys can get hammered. So they got hammered. Didn't turn up. No. Anyway... Then it got to a stage where they were taking photos of it with uh, with masks yeah, screen masks, photos. <laughs> ransom photos. Yeah. Um, if you don't come to our demands, you're not getting your shoe back. So he just he just keep hammering and hammering. It got yeah. to a stage where they cut up one the, the lace yeah. and put it in an envelope and sent it to his home. Yeah. And he and his wife tells me, Christine, he put the put him in his hands in the, and he nearly started crying. He said, "Look what they've done to my lace." <laughs> anyway, he ended up getting to a stage where 
um, they ended up sending a letter, a <laughs> ransom note letter, right. and it was old school with the other T and I cut out and sent them to Desi. So they cut it, the letters cut out of the magazine. Yeah. It, it was a full-on letter. Yeah, if you want to see your shoe again, you ain't. You'll do it. <laughs> and Desi sat back. Desi tells the story. He sat back and he says, the only one who's got brains for this would be Beaver. Hopper can't do it, and especially four nights coast of can't do it either. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that was the – um. That was the end of it, but I've just heard off Finchie. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, another yeah. part, part B. Yeah, so years later, right. years later, yeah. I think it was at Goat's wedding, Nick Kosef's wedding, mm. Beaver's wedding maybe. Yeah. Maybe in Beaver's wedding. Right. And uh, and Goat brought the shoe. Yeah. So they've turned, up, they this be, they've turned up with the shoe and Desi went, no, I just threw the other one out last week. But they'd had the shoe for six or seven oh, no. years. And Desi oh. and, uh, goes in hand in hand with Spud's t- the story. He kept that other shoe for seven years, eight years, in the hope that th- this other one would turn up. And then Susie, when he went, no, I threw it out last oh, week. Oh, no. Oh, no. That, that, that is brilliant. That is well, well done to Nick Kosef. Welcome back to the best of crunch time. Spud Carroll and Brett Finch, of course. We spoke about our idols. What was our idols for rugby league growing up, for sport growing up? What about our favourite TV character or movie character? All our idols growing up, you can tune in here. Boys, we're going to do this now. We're going to do our idol section because this time of year, most people are saying, you know, rugby league idol, it's Wally Lewis. He wore the number six for Queensland. Uh, I'm going to go around the grounds here, boys. Uh, I'll start with my rugby league idol growing up. We're going to do a bit of reminiscing. Ricky Stewart was my idol growing up. I, I used to ride my bike across the lake and I'd go to the little footy park and for hours I'd be down there practising his spiralling yeah. kick. He was my rugby league idol. Who was your spud? Well, I had two coming, coming through, being a Parramatta junior. Uh, Ray Price was always my favourite. I used to... I found out where he lived, so I used to go up every day and get his signature. <laughs> Did you? And he, he got the shits of me. Yeah. Well, I used to practice Ray Price, Ray Price all the time, but I just love the way he's perpetual motion, you know, getting off the ground. But the other... Um, on him, though, I noticed that you used to do the thing that he did with yes, the post. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I've done, I've, I did take things off him, and yeah. with being an idol, I remember he used to stand in front of the post on the angle. Yeah. I did that for my whole career. Yeah, wow. And one time the ball did actually hit the post and came back. Did guess it? What? what? I dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> but the other one, the other one, when I got older yeah. and coming through the ranks would have to be Les Davison. Yeah, um, Bundy. Big Bundy. Just in quite incredible the way he could hit. But for me to go into South back then, um, I said, when you're becoming a bit of an idol of people, you, you sort of try and, you know, maybe try and grow a mo. Yeah. Uh, grew hair like yeah, him as well. Yeah. And in some context we actually looked alike yeah, yeah. I, no, I was thinking that it's crazy like i can go out to dubbo where he's originally from and yeah. people will say how are you how are you bundy and yeah. i go look please thanks for the colton but i'm actually mark carroll wow it just blows me away but um to play rugby league with him he was uh he was a great idol to follow i, I go down to the local bank and his wife works at the bank there at st george yeah. uh finchie who was your rugby league idol oh, growing Freddie. up freddie yeah. i love loved freddie i remember you know when i was at a penrith Jump out of New South Wales, jump a fiddler on the back. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, lucky for me, like blessed throughout my career, he, he was my captain at the wow. Roosters. Had two of my best years playing alongside him, and he's uh, in you number know, five eight and captain, and 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 a great mate. You know, you don't want to meet your heroes. Yeah. You know, so that was a. You know, he he set high standards. He was a tremendous leader and teammate. Spud would mm. have played with him for a long, long time, but I remember as a kid thinking Freddie was like twenty. 21 in yeah. Origin, around the early 90s. And I thought, if I make Origin by 21, Freddie will be 31. Yeah, and that's yeah. what happened. And, that, wow. and, that, and that playing my first game was alongside Freddie. And he, he was the youngest ever kangaroo. Before. Now, there's that, and that's the youngest <laughs> come through now. But in 1990, he was the youngest ever kangaroo. And I remember one one time he came up and he goes, hey, Spud, and he had a few pimples on his face. He goes, mate, 
I found this place where you can buy fireworks. I said, I come going. I was 23, so I'm like a kid as well. Yeah. Anyway, he bought these bloody rockets, right? And he was walking through the, the Remains, uh, Renaissance, I think the place was called. It was in, it was in uh, Leeds. And these things were two foot long with a stick on the end of them. Yeah. And he let one of those go. One of the nights, we're on the drink. And um, MG sort of said, mate, go and get the uh, fireworks. So he ran like nothing yeah, else. Yeah. And remember in Brandy's room, level 11, looking down and... Yeah, the windows can only open so far. So you're poking your head out and having a look, and he's got this this bloody rocket, right? Yeah. We've got a towel around it. He goes, I can't do it. I can't do it. And MG <laughs> goes, yes, you can, and lights it. <laughs> oh, no. Next thing you just imagine, <laughs> anyway, the place fills up with smoke. But the thing is, he let go of it, and instead of it going up in the air, it actually goes to the earth. Oh, no. And cars are on hand, well, hand, <laughs> hand, hand brakes and people diving for cover. But we had to get out of the place because of the fire brigade come. <laughs> Keith Barnes wanted to kill him the Keith next Barnes day. Was Keith he? Barnes, what a lovely goes, bloke. Fellas, fellas, you know, we had that bit yeah, of an accent there. Welsh. Uh, yeah, Freddie. Freddie's going home. Freddie's going. He's been firing those wockets again. <laughs> <laughs> those rockets, rockets. Uh, keep them coming in. Uh, oh, boys, uh, next one. Uh, who's your sporting idol away from rugby league? Uh, NFL quarterback, Brett Favre. Yeah. He's my ultimate. He's my number one. Yep. Love him. What do you love about him? Why? I just loved his mentality, how he played. He, the gunslinger. Was, yeah. You know, and obviously when I first started, when uh, NFL first came out on Galaxy back then, yeah. you know, obviously mm. his name was Brett, so it's someone, you know, my name was Brett, but he, the Packers were coming through as a genuine force and ended up winning the Super Bowl a year or two later, around 96, 97. So, um, and he's just... You know, yeah, I loved the made plenty of errors, but yeah. you know, most touchdowns, but also the most interceptions. You know, but, yeah, you know that's the reason why because he had that um, and no fear and, and took it on. Attack, attack, attack. Who's yours, Budley? Uh, for me, it was cricket. The other part of playing footy, and then yeah. you have cricket. It was just one of those things as a kid. But my favourite was always Greg Chappell. Mm. Um, I always wanted a a, um, a Grey Nicholas scoop oh, bat. Remember yeah. the Grey yeah. Nicholas scoop? And we didn't have much money at home, so I remember I tried to make my own bat. And I got the chisel out and I took Did my backward out and uh, bang, 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 and First time I went for a big six, it snapped in half because I took too much out of it. But one particular time, I, I remember, you know, we got a we got a surprise after Christmas, and I ended up getting the, my first grey nickel scoop bat. And my brother got a um, a, a Viv Richard, the the big, the, what was that one he had? Yeah, the, oh yeah, the jumbo. Oh, no, the, was it the jumbo. It was a big SS, SS, SS jumbo. jumbo. Yeah. magnificent bat. Anyway, this is how silly if we think about it now, and we go down to the Christmas tree and and rip all the balls off it. And throw them down. Remember, he's calling throw downs. He'd yeah. throw the ball down, and, and we'd go like that. And we'd, and we'd say to our dad, "Oh, geez, he's got a good spring on it, Dad." Yeah. We didn't bloody foam balls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> back then, you think, "Oh, how good's this?" And you'd have the trampoline propped up as the wicketkeeper yeah. in the back for the little nickos. That mine was Jim Cassidy, the pumper. I, I, for whatever reason, I don't know why, I used to love the the racing, mm, yeah. and uh, him back in the day, the pumper. I loved watching him. How many Melbourne Cups did he win? He, he won, won two. two. You, one for Kiwi. Now they won from the front, one from behind. One from the back, yeah. Kiwi and one he led all the way on might and power. Um, that was it there. Uh, boys, TV or movie character? For me, I go back to Top Gun. Maverick. Yeah. I just loved Maverick. Who, who was yours? Oh, look, I can't split. Will Farrell's just a, a classic. You know, that whole gang, Will Farrell, Vince Vaughn, Ben yeah. Stiller, Owen Wilson. Yeah. Geez, you'd like to be on a set with, with those boys. Wouldn't you like, what? How good was that? And another uh, character, Denny Ocean in Nations yeah, Eleven, yeah, and Brad yeah. Pitt's character yeah. in Nations Eleven. It, cool dude. Well, I remember reading an article. Andy Garcia it was actually it said it was the dumbest mistake he made taking his wife out to the set. <laughs> yeah, they're working out on location in Vegas, <laughs> and George Clooney single, and there's and there's um Brad Pitt, James Carnes, young fella, yeah, um, yes. Casey Athlick, mm. yeah. You know, all, all the cast, Brad Pitt's there, Matt Damon. And he thought I'd take my wife and kids out there. And he said, the boys, Clooney and Peter, just 
They were out having fun every night and there. He's stuck at dinner with the missus. <laughs> She's kissing the kids. He goes, I never took the kid, never took the family on vacation again. Never again. Who have you got, Spud? I think uh, at the end of my career, I ran into Russell Crowe. That's, he's, yeah. he's been a big part of my life. Um, his vision for me, what I've been doing with Spud's gym, but to go on um, a lot tour with him, actually, to go and make a movie with him, Cinderella Man was an eye-opening experience to see someone work the way he did. Yeah. And the people I met, like, it's just, I pinch myself sometimes, some of these people I met, but uh, to see, you can see why he's so good. Where was the bulk of that shot, Spud, Cinderella? In Canada. Oh, Canada. In Canada. So we, we arrived, it was minus 14. Yeah. Uh, mate, it was bloody freezing, but uh, we, 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 got, we got through it. Uh, what about uh, your idol as a kid, as far as a singer's concerned, Spud? Or, or a band? Yeah, I was more in the band. I think uh, ACDC. But my band coming through was a three-piece band called Spy vs. Spy. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't remember the songs, but they were, they were, <laughs> they were, they were really good. <laughs> must have enjoyed it. Yeah, you must have loved it. What, what, have you got uh, Finch Band? Uh, well, my all-time favourite band, Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl. Just epic. Yeah. Uh, and love Robbie Williams. He, he's as good an entertainer he's as wise. I've seen. I remember going to watch him years ago when I was 21 in Sydney and just unbelievable. And, and Jay-Z, I went, went and watched a few times oh, when yeah, I was yeah, in yeah. Europe when I, a few years back. And like he just struck, walks around the stage, but just the, the swagger on him was unbelievable. Yeah. So Jay-Z would be right up there. This is a bit of Spy vs. Spy. Bit of spy beast spy. Yeah, I remember the glory day, song, yeah, I remember the song. We've got the single on. There you go. Spy versus Spy, mm. eh? For a three-piece band, fantastic. Yeah. Sounds like the type of music that the uh, BMX bandits would be flying down the slides on with their bikes, doesn't it? Uh, also, mineral oil. mineral oil was always big oh, yeah. back then. You don't see, uh, just he could dance the big unit, couldn't he, on the oh, top? Oh, yeah. yeah the they way were. he used to swing his arms. Yeah. And, uh, he's a massive human. Peter Garrett. Oh, when you see me, he's massive. Yeah. I wonder what he's doing. Where is he now, Pete? He's uh, always jostling for the politics sort of angle. Mine was Guns N' Roses. I just thought they were the coolest dudes. Getting yeah. around, weren't they? Yeah, they weren't. They weren't uh, bad. Old Axl Rose and Slash. Slash. With the what's top your hat. What's your top uh, Guns N' Roses song? Uh, We're in Paradise City. Paradise City. Mm. Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah, Sweet Child of Mine's hard to beat. There we go. Take me back. November Rain. November Rain. Another beauty. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. Yeah. Knocking on heaven's door. I've seen that. I've seen them live. Though. They're actually fantastic live. Yeah. Um. Slash, I've actually met Slash Have you? once, yeah. What's he, he was, like? Uh, um, well, he had sunglasses on, so I couldn't really see his eyes. Nah. He's got that big hat. Yeah, big hair. It was, uh, it, was, it was a year of um, when South won the competition and I did a footy show thing and he was, he was there and my son Josh, we had a photo with him and I was introducing myself. We had no idea who the hell what rugby league was. Was that and, on the footy show? Yeah, it was on the footy show. And then he, he went. The grand before, final footy show? Yeah. We would have been there, Fitchy. Yeah. yeah, it would have been. That was a, Remember those ones where you just been... get dressed up and carry them like <laughs> yeah. bullfeds? Well, you might not have been there. You were there. I, I would have been there. I probably wasn't there mentally, but <laughs> yeah. I was there. No, that would have been. And then, then on the grand final day, I had to produce, I had to go and present um, the, the actual bell that Russell Crowe yeah. bought. And I've got it in uh, Churchill's jersey. Yeah. I'm standing there with his jersey. You know, Slash walks past, and I love that sort of music. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I said, mate, that was fantastic. And he, he, remember, he goes, I remember you from the other night. How are you? And I went, oh, good, mate. Yeah. Did he say that? Yeah. Pretty cool. The bloody oath it is. Welcome back to the best of crunch time. Only one more sleep for us as we recorded going into Origin. And we went back down memory lane for Brett Finch and the great Spud Carroll or their memories coming to Origin. I want to take you back on some experiences. And uh, this is the set leading up to Finchie's uh, mm. field goal in 2006. 
30 metres out from his own line. Play on the eastern side of the ground as they come towards the middle. Played there by Tahu. Now for Finch. This is Menzies. Here's Gazni out, crossing the halfway line. Brayton Astor is a long-range field goal specialist. If they get close enough, he'll get in position. Simpson, 32 metres out from the line, last tackle. Finch. Finch takes the shot. It's got the He's line. Got it. yes. It's got the leg. I think yes. it's there. Yes, it's there. Brett Finch, the hero. He has kicked the field goal. 17-16 in favour of the Blues. It's a wonderful game. What's the memories, Finchie? Oh, that, As we said earlier, gets a lot of that one moment, you know, the, the pure adrenaline, you know. And this we talk about it now, we've all retired, but that, that you've got 80,000 people, something you've wanted to do as a kid, and yeah. because of you, you win the game. Yeah. Like, that's what you dream of. That pure adrenaline rush, I've, I've never experienced anything in my life, and I never will, you know. Unfortunately, you know, I'm coming to terms with it now, but that's where a lot of my issues come from. You're chasing these highs and you know that you're used to and that's you know after that that's my standard of a high now <laughs> yeah you know? like how are you going to emulate that you, you know the, just the, the pure adrenaline was was outrageous and know? what about being back in the shed so queensland last night when the women's they win it and i, and I just look at those pictures in the sheds yeah. and they got the shield and they're celebrating and uh, what, what was it like at that time yeah well you know what i remember doing the, just the lap at the end and i remember seeing my parents and that's probably what i was most proud of because they sit there and they yeah. put up with all the gibbers and the, yeah. the a graders carrying on and bagging me when i'm out there you don't care you know so for them to have that moment but just to sit there origins you know i didn't play many origins but i've got my origin moment absolutely and, and I, I spoke at the, the um blues dinner before game one i said that Whatever you do in that blue jumper lasts forever. Yeah. You know, and they can never take it away from you. So no matter how good you thought, you may think I'm a bum, you may think I'm a bum, but tonight you sit down because I'm the man. You That's know? right. <laughs> Tomorrow you can think I'm a bum again. Yes. Tomorrow you can get back on your soapbox and say, I can't play. But tonight you can't do, you sit down, you know, yeah. I won the game tonight. That's so right. That, that feeling of knowing you at the highest level, you, you know, I only did it for a few games, but you had your, or had my moment and, you know, it'll last forever and. Now I get to go on uh, all the lunches and keep uh, getting an earn off it, which well, is fantastic. Well, Fincher, your two-year-old Mackenzie, one day down the track, she'll have grandchildren, probably great-grandchildren, and they will be able to bring up that footage yeah. of that moment in yeah, time. That's, right. that, that's the reality of it all, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And, and you know, it's like I grew up when I'll never forget, I was a Newcastle ball boy. You know, yeah. that, that 95, that's the collisions with Chief. That's... Look, you take a look at that. That's something that lives, that will live forever. That's the same thing applies, Spud. That, yeah. That'll be spoken about yeah. when when your kids have kids and grandchildren and whatever the case may be, that, that will always be there. As Finch, you said, they're little special moments. And you sometimes they come up and you've got to take them. But are we sitting in a room here? Did you ever kick a field goal? Well, I never kicked a field goal. Well, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. Thank you. I thought we were sitting in a room with three field goals. No. Yes, I actually did. Yeah, we would have kicked plenty of penalty goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never no, field goal. Well, as a kid, Finch, I used to love going down to Greystones over. And I used to kick them from everywhere. Yeah, you talk about things in – I was going to ask you, Finch, you're like, yeah, you would have trained, you would have practiced and practiced as a kid, blah, 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 in that moment and whatever. But I never thought about kicking a field goal myself. But I remember on the day – I was playing for South and we were playing, um, we were playing Parramatta, and I never I only lost one game in my whole career against Parramatta. Wow! Because I was I was a parajun, I wanted yeah, to stick yeah. it up them. Yeah. 
Anyway, this particular day, my mate goes, mate, I want to have a go at, pick the score and um, kick a field goal. And I went, oh, yeah, right on, mate. You know, I, I had to sleep in the afternoon. And I must have thought about it because in the game, I remember I took the ball up, played, and I was sucking worms out of the grass. The ball went left. Next thing, the ball come back to me. And I was, for some reason, I hit this ball sweet. Right? I hit it 35 out. That went dead. Right? And the, you see the vision with me. Who are you playing for here? South. Yes, yes. Right? I've got the headgear on. Right? I've got the student shoulder pads. And I've got both arms raised. Yeah. Going, how good is this? You know? But I actually kicked the field goal. But what I noticed, Spud, you, mm. you turned up here. Now, Finchie was sitting in your chair. Yeah. To me, you seem like a bloke who likes routine. That massive, massive, massive. Yeah, I, I just, I was just, he, he didn't have to say too much. He just looked at me <laughs> like, out and I said, do you want me to go sit no, on that chair? Yes, yes, big fella. It wasn't yeah, even a discussion, yeah, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, no, I just no, took no, I knew straight away. No, with him being the younger up. person yeah. here, right? It's a bit of respect. I yeah. enjoy that. But I was happy to sit over there. But I just felt, mate, I'm I'm left side second row. I'm not right. Yeah. So you get a bit yeah. quirky with some things, do you? I was, I was quirky, quirky my whole career. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's have a listen to what Andrew Johns. Let's have a listen to Andrew Johns and what he thinks about the great Spud Carroll. Was there anyone who was really Mark anxious. Mark Carroll is just ridiculous. Well, what would he do? Pace the sheds? Or? He paced the sheds and he wouldn't like to see his jersey till about five minutes before he runs on the field. So he would just be stalking the sheds in shorts, no shirt. <laughs> I think a lot of it was show. But hitting things, hitting his... Just going mental. And then all of a sudden... I don't know if it was five minutes or the two-minute bell would go. That's when the and he would just start yelling out, "Jersey, Jersey!" <laughs> Someone would run in the jersey. I was thinking, "Is this black serious? Put your jersey on." Would that that's make, Spud. Yeah. Would that make everyone else on edge, or would that just would everyone no, just be just like, "All oh, right, there we go." That's just him. Was that true, Spud? Oh, to the leather. I yeah. was, I was horrible. Yeah. I had routine. Uh, I don't know about you, Finch. But I had routine. You know, left foot. You know, sock. You know, all that. And I had to sit in the, every time I played rugby league. I had a certain area. I'd sit every ground. Yeah. And if anyone had their gear there, I'd move it. Would just you? move it. Yeah, just move it. But part of the routine, regards the sheriff, we had to put these because Bozo took my shoulder pads off me. Yeah. He said, "When you come to Manly, you're going to get rid of that." And it was my headgear. Right. Yeah. I had to get rid of my mo. Right. I had to get rid so of. So what, what? Why did he not want you wearing the headgear? Uh, just because you're fiddling it all the time, right? Yeah. And guess who picked it up? Beaver. Yeah. And he had to look at all the vision. He was always bloody playing with it, right? But it's just, that was Bozo. Get rid of that, your mo, my mullet. Yeah. And then he wanted to get rid of my shoulder pads. And I went, oh, my God, I felt naked. Yeah. So the sheriff used to put these little two millimeter, these these paddings in, and, and I'd never want the jersey until I walked out. And I, I knew exactly where it'd be. Yeah. It was my last vision piece to put. It's like artillery putting yeah. it on. yeah. And I'd go into the bathroom, go to the bathroom, I'd come out and I'd slap myself that over water in my head and then I'd look around for my jersey. But when I was at Manly, blokes like Hopwadi and Craig Hancock would hide it and they'd yeah. want to see the rampage of me <laughs> yeah. going through the sheds. But that was their way of relaxing. And, mate, yeah. by the time I went on the field, I was an absolute mess. Yeah. I still remember that time when the catalogue went down. Um, I got in the sheds and Tommy grabbed me in the headlock back then. And back then he was a big heavy smoker. He had yeah. the breath of forty Alsatians. He goes, oh, "I love you, Spud. You did the catalog in a headlock, you know." But uh, how, how was that? Like, obviously, Spud, you're a big man, can hold your hands up, but still, like, it's it's a fighting. You're there to play footy, but your coach wants you to fight, and that's like, mate, you're. We need you to fight. It's like, hang on, Matt. I want to try to concentrate on the game as well. 100%, Finchie. But the, the whole setup was that uh, the first meeting was, you know, he's got this call, cattle dog. We won the first game, won the second game. Come the third, someone thinking, this bloke's going to throw He wants me, someone to throw a punch, and I'll have to do it. Um, and the only time he can really throw it is in the, in the scrum. He can't go and whack someone, play the ball. And 
as that lead up to that, Finch, it was, um, I remember I took the ball up and the Clinton O'Brien come flying from the outside and I turned and hit him on the chin with a so-called elbow. But was he, he ran into me and they, they dragged him off the pitch and we had a backline player at the Sydney Football Stadium yeah. and the worms are coming out the grass like the state of orange is that fast yeah. and we dropped the ball and we're going, oh, thank God. Yeah. Then the trainer come on, who was a friend of Tommy, a bloke called Mark, Catalog! Catalog! <laughs> and I said to Joey, he was hooker back then. I said, Who stay stay low, don't grab me on the shoulders. I'm gonna do the catalog. And Beavis to look around and oh he, he put his head in. Yeah. And the poor bloke who copped it was that Craig Smith who played for St. George Laura. He had to replace the other dude. So he just come on, thinking I was just gonna go and bond in. I went, whack. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's the straightest punch I've ever thrown. It's actually probably the only punch that ever landed. Yeah. Well, that wraps up Crunch Time for another week. But don't forget, every Saturday noon, we are on Crunch Time 12 to 2. Uh, We'll catch you next week. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.